Hello and welcome to Leviathan News. We are having an emergency live stream. Curve USD has launched. Garrett, what is happening? Give us all the news. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just about an hour and a half ago that uh, OX Chago broke the news on Twitter that OX Babe, the Curve Deployer address, uh, was coming back to life. And in this case, uh, deploying the entire suite that was deployed to Sepolia the other day. Uh, so CurveUSD is officially live. Uh, after that, um, new Mitch Will at his uh, address went in and created a loan, uh, $1 million CurveUSD that he now owes to the smart contract. Uh, looks like he went through and seeded about five liquidity pools on Curve itself. Uh, so there's now some liquidity for it. Uh, so it's a pretty exciting day in the uh, Curve history books. And of course, uh, very big news for the uh, entire Frax team, who is all here to celebrate, in that the uh, first collateral type that uh, was deployed was none other than SFRAX ETH. Woo! Good news. Yeah, celebrating. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> Hey, so Sam, how did did you guys know yeah, about like what was what, what was going on in leading all up to this, and uh, what does it mean for uh, Stake Frax ETH to be the first collateral type for Curve USD? Do we have technical difficulties? Are we out? Okay, we'll come back to Sam. I think he's having a little bit of uh, technical issues right now, but. Uh, we also have Drake here as well, too. I mean, you guys had been tracking it uh, over the past few uh, days, hadn't you, about the oracles? Uh, we've been keeping an eye on it, I think, ever since the white paper. Um, I think there were a few design decisions and questions that uh, we answered regarding the oracle. I think it's very similar to the SFRAX ETH oracle in Fraxland um, with the sort of two data sources and, and some min-max bounding. But have you looked at the contracts at all? I've spent the last hour looking at them very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I was in the middle of looking at them when you messaged me. <laughs> that's a uh, good timing. I'm prepared to do a walkthrough of the contracts at some point later in this stream, but we should do the technical details later after we want to scare people away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it is a really big day. Uh, you know, every, both CRV and uh, FXS respond, responded quite positively after the announcement. Uh, you know, this is just going to bring in a, a new collateral type that can be used to uh, to create debt. So maybe this is the maybe this is the beginning of a new DeFi spark. Like maybe we're moving into DeFi summer 2.0 with Curve leading the way. I've been saying that, you know, it's LST summer and I hope it's uh, this is like kind of a nice little catalyst for us. Yeah. You know, I I decided to switch from LSD to LST because they're not derivatives. So tokens better. It's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, I'm saying it's I'm true. on the LST train now. But yeah, I think it's you know the beginning of LST summer. I hope, and uh, with Fraxeth leading the way. So it looks like we got uh, Sam back. Uh, are you are you able to connect this time? I think he's still having some connection issues. Uh, we'll keep working on that. But uh, yeah, man, Garrett, Sam is good. officially Sam is officially speechless. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Uh, so Garrett, what else can you tell us about what's happened today with the uh, Curve USD launch? So uh, one of the funny things that's been happening is that uh, since the uh, Curve USD launch, uh, despite all of the work being done on the code base and everything, there had been no thought put into an actual logo for Curve USD. So now there's a bit of a scrambling. Uh, a lot of people Wait, hitting mid journey. There's no logo. <laughs> there's uh, no official logo. Uh, what you see in the background of this uh, stream here is a logo that I put up as a joke several months ago. Um, so if anyone is looking at it and uh, 
note that it's not at all a counterfeit. It's not the right proportions to be a dollar, so you don't need to worry <laughs> that anything's going on there. Um, I submitted it as a pull request uh, when we were hard up for a logo. It got uh, rejected by the powers that be, so now there's a bit of a scrambling going on to try and find a better logo. So consider this, anyone listening, a logo design contest. If you are a good graphic designer and have inspiration for what could be a killer Curve USD logo, you know, the window is open. This is the best mid-journey prompt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, there you go. so Curve Market Cap. So is the structure of CRV USD the same as you described when you came on our show all those months ago? Is there, yes, has anything changed? No, there's been some cosmetic changes here and there, like uh, to the code base to make it a little bit safer, but the same fundamental is still the exact same thing. So what we see is the very first collateral type has been launched. And if you, you know, when you go through the tour of the contracts, you can see that the administrator at this point, I think it's just a deployer address, but mm -hmm. at some point is going to be kind of pushed from the uh, deployer address to the DAO to be able to govern this. We'll be able to authorize as many new collateral types as possible. Um, I do know that there's other collateral types in the works. So the SFRAX ETH um, uh, lead will not be will not be eternal. Like there's going to be a few other things uh, in there, but still it's a very symbolic moment that SFRAX ETH got to be the first one. Oh, why so bearish? Yeah, we're super, we're super happy about that. <laughs> well, I'd be um, concerned that's... if there's only one collateral type. Right. So... <laughs> and Fox is usually very quick to respond on the Curve game. That's uh, you can definitely oh, say that uh, about them. So, is the is the collateral type for Stakefrax ETH? Is it just Stakefrax ETH itself, or is there also going to be a the the ETH? Frax ETH uh, curve pool as well because I was under the impression that the curve USD was going to be for um, the LPs and I, I didn't know that it was going to be Same. for single collateral types. So ultimately you can pretty much take anything as long as there's price oracles that you can link it to. Uh, so there could be uh, most of the uh, curve LP positions can be put up as a collateral, uh, but this is going to have to be authorized either by Michael or by the DAO. So my guess is he's going to just kind of get the ball rolling with some collateral types that he thinks are fairly big and could be used and you know, popular. Uh, so of course, SFRAX ETH, you might imagine therefore other um, LSTs. I hear they're not LSDs anymore. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. But, well, Allegedly. <laughs> it's, it's literally just a function of uh, Michael's brain at this point, what he wants to do. I will say it's difficult to get good. As someone who's been writing oracles for Curve LPs lately, there are uh, some technical hurdles to at least some of the older pools. So we'll see how right. that plays out. Um, what are those we, technical hurdles, and like what are the new? new so now? Uh, I think there's the no price oracle function is, on the oldest ones. <laughs> well, there's no price oracle function, and even on the ones that have the price oracle function, there's not a um, uh, like a historical data available for the ratio of the coins inside. So mm. it can be um, a little bit difficult to to sort of be capital efficient. So I think the way we handle that in, in Frax uh, Lend is for is to kind of be pessimistic and sort of assume that the LP is full of whichever token is the least valuable. But I think, um, but yeah, so so on the older ones, there's no price oracle. There's no sort of like historical data about the composition of the pool, which can be uh, difficult to do, to overcome. So we'll see. I think like it's pretty exciting, though. Hopefully in the future, we get at least some of the pools that have the oracles uh, potentially to be LPs. Are, are, 
Are oracles easier on the stable pools versus the non-stable pools, or are they pretty much hard to implement all around? I can't really speak to the implementation uh, aspect. Uh -huh. uh, sure. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, since I didn't code those up, but Garrett, do you know if there's any um, functionality that's going to be coming for uh, VECRV, uh, or is that just not announced or not part of the code base? Are they just stacking so, fees? Yeah, it's the fee recipient, um, but VECRV, there's not a whole lot you can do with it by virtue of the fact it's locked, it's non-transferable. Um, so the only thing you can really do is sit there and earn money. What a bummer, right? <laughs> oh, no. We'll handle it. We'll handle it. Yeah, and Drake, we've talked about this before with, with the, uh, the Frax contracts as well, too, yeah. is that you know, if, if CRV had been deployed today, there are, there are additional uh, whitelisting functionalities that you could add uh, so that you could potentially use uh, VE CRV to to create uh, CRV USD, but um, because it was one of the first uh, DeFi projects that was deployed, uh, what almost yeah almost four years now, I and mean, it's three three and some years now. Um, the 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 box standard VE CRV contract is is you know you're in and you're locked. You're yeah. you're you're done. Truly immutable. Truly oh. immutable. <laughs> yeah, we kind of had the same issue uh, with our yeah VEFXS. Um, people always ask me when am I going to use my VEFXS for uh, collateral and Fraxland, and the answer is never, unfortunately. Um, never. We introduced some novel mechanisms for VEFPIS, uh, which we hope will unlock a little bit of mm -hmm. uh, flexibility there. But that's all kind of for future stuff. Yeah, and uh, Garrett, what about? Is this just going to be deployed on Ethereum, or will we be seeing uh, CRV USD deployed uh, multi-chain in the future? Uh, it's anyone's guess. I don't think there's any plans to deploy it anywhere but on mainnet for the time being. But I don't see any technical reasons why you couldn't. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I mean, just rough estimation. There was a lot of gas that was spent today. I was looking at those contracts, and you know thousands tens of thousands of dollars in ethereum were spent to deploy those contracts today so uh and and this kind of limits it to uh people who want to mint a lot of crv usd um so it's I, I don't pretty know. wild <laughs> the uh the gas fees are still hovering around 100 um but that wow. didn't stop mitch from doing it so if you look at the <laughs> yeah let it burn a few days ago a few days ago, he transferred 30 ETH from his personal account to the wallet uh, for the deployer address. So, you know, he was planning on maybe it going even higher. Um, and then, you know, his initial <laughs> transaction to, to mint this came at 80 Gwei gas, and it cost $125 to create his position. So if you wow. kind of work your way backwards, like, it's not going to be cheap. Like, the downside of this deploying onto the mainnet is that Curve USD is basically for whales, right? This is not for, like, um, like payday loans. <laughs> I think this is, uh, you know, very normal for uh, how uh, something like that should uh, start. And what if, if you like a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars for people with uh, a lot of money? It's like, you know, it's, it's uh, just a very minor cost of uh, doing business. I don't see it as a big deal for people with uh, like serious amounts of money. Kev, Kev, I, I want to ask you something that I think is a lot more basic, at least for uh, some uh, listeners. Like, What's the actual uh, innovation around the uh, CRVUSD? How is it uh, in any way going to change, in your opinion, uh, the game of uh, stable coins? What kind of benefits does it have that other stable coins don't have uh, at the moment? How do you basically like see it as uh, as changing the the stable coin uh, scene? 
So the interesting piece from the uh, user experience perspective is the liquidation mechanism. So if you've ever used a stablecoin before, or sorry, a, a liquidation protocol before, you know that it's a really tough experience. You generally have to be like awake at odd hours um, in the event that you're like, you know, the price wicks down suddenly and you, know, you find yourself get liquidated. Um, the approach for Curve USD is that when you supply liquidity, it does so over a range of bands. I wish the UI was ready so I could show off because it's looking quite slick. Um, similar to like Uniswap B3, where you will deploy liquidity over a price range. Um, then once you've deployed it, uh, you if the price actually of the asset like gets very, very close to liquidating you, it will just slowly kind of go through each of the bands and start to liquidate each of those bands into Curve USD. Or if the price goes back up in the reverse direction, it will deliquidate you. So you might lose like a couple of percent if you fall asleep and the price wicks down and backs up. But uh, you wouldn't lose everything, which you would with most other lending protocols. Wait, so as the price goes up, you actually get positive uh, positive returns from the whatever asset you're using? Or like, well, not positive returns, but it's... So as the price goes down... Um, it will uh -huh. immediately start selling off the uh, asset that you put up in this case, you know, stake frax ETH $4 at that price. Um, and then as the price goes back up, it will take the dollars and buy back frax ETH. So you get your collateral back. That's really nice actually. And that's pretty genius because it's going to create a lot more volume inside of curve for whatever assets are being barred against. Right. That's, that's essentially just like a quasi, yeah, it's like a quasi AMM like position that you have. And in, fact, there's an, and in fact, there is an AMM built into it. That's the L-L-A-M-M-A, -A, uh, Lending, yeah, Liquidating, a... Automated Market Maker. Um, I'm not sure what the last day stands for off the top of my head. <laughs> so are you effectively like liquidating yourself a little bit as it moves down and then rebuying back into that position as it goes back up? Exactly. Oh, that's fun. Hmm. So I did have a quick question on that. Yes, please. Sure. The the so as that happens, doesn't the price in the AMM get pushed downward because you have excess of one token over the other as the liquidations happen? So I believe a little bit, and that's where it gets into the mechanics of like the peg keeper and all that, um, which is yeah. a bit more complicated. I'm assuming you've read through the uh, the full white paper. Yes. Yeah, let me go ahead and pull that up because uh, I think it talks a bit about that. Because that was always the big question mark for me and I was waiting for the code to be deployed to kind of really see, which I haven't had a chance yet to go through it all because that's always the big question. Well, the big, I think, risk, right, is that liquidations create this reflexive situation for AMMs where uh, they push the price down further and further and then you end up with this sort of cascading liquidation problem. Um but I don't know. It, it seemed like they're, they're in the white paper, they were addressing that with some vague mechanism, which I couldn't quite ascertain. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of math. I um, thought I had the white paper open, but I don't seem to have it. Let's see. Let me see if I can get that up. Curve Captures has the white paper on a <laughs> tab up at all times. Ready to go. <laughs> have it. So I got a copy of it like over a year ago, and it's taken me that long to <laughs> go through and like. Start I have it to here. Actually, it. I'm just pulling it up right now. Oh, nice! Great oh, I got it! Sure. I got it. Are you going to share it, Garrett? Yeah. White Cor <laughs> yeah, Corbin Corbin Farrell <laughs> says that the white paper is his screensaver. 
<laughs> the white paper is my wallpaper. So the other thing I was wondering: are there fees for those liquidations, both directions, or is it fee-less? I thought maybe it would be no. There fee-less. should no. I think there. So I think that there's the option of doing fees on it. I uh, don't know exactly what the deployment, um, what the fees were set to at deployment. Um, I heard some rumor it might be zero. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to actually look, but I believe that's a variable parameter. So it could be the case that those fees could be upped. Uh, so here we can see just the overall. Yeah. Oh, please. No, no. I was just going to say, could you could you walk us through this diagram that you have up here? All right. So this is the overall schematic. All these things are basically the different smart contracts. Uh, so the stablecoin ERC twenty that you see in this uh, diamond in the upper right, that's the curved USD. Uh, that's what was deployed. And then from there, uh, the collateral token to the left, in this case, that's SFRAX ETH. Uh, they are all governed by this controller contract. The controller contract is the one that you actually interact with. Uh, so that's the one that when Mitch created his loan, there's no UI that you can use. So he just went directly to the controller contract and was the only person to have done a um, create a loan position on that. Um, these all connect with the LAMA. That's the actual like... Um, that's a that's a pretty fancy contract that uh, handles all this kind of smooth lending liquidation um, and deliquidation. So then beyond that, at the very bottom half is the part that uh, Drake is referring to with the monetary policy, the peg keeper, the stable pool. And admittedly, even having had a year to read through all of it, I'm still like uh, still very fuzzy on all those details. So we can pull up those contracts and look through them in a bit more detail. So you were you were talking about like the so the peg keeper is wait what does this say oh the mint burn is uh is handled by the peg keeper yeah so there. that's all the kind of like funky stuff in fact there's four peg keeper contracts hmm. So we've, uh, at some point, like I've uh, been talking with Mitch about coming on and doing like a llama party where we can go through like the fine detail of all the kind of like more complex stuff and uh, get him. But at the moment, like he's still too busy babysitting things. So for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I don't think you finished the question, Garrett, about like how do you, how is C, how is CRV USD going to impact the, the stablecoin landscape, do you think? Um, so initially, I think the uh, like the the way that it uh, potentially could impact things is like first of all cleaning up that UX for people. So I think we might see more people try and move towards like borrower friendly designs where you're not going to kind of be forced liquidated on sudden price wicks. And there's a whole variety of improvements that could be made to that. Like if you don't want to have this whole like lending liquidation um, kind of smooth liquidation deliquidation process that's really quite complicated. Uh, like you could just do things with like uh, like, 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 uh, more like, like smoothing out the, um, the like historical prices. So you don't get like suddenly liquidated and sudden movements. Like maybe like there's like six hour or 12 hour lags built in. So it's like a little bit friendlier for people who are asleep. Um, I think we might also see like a renaissance of decentralized stable coins. We know that go GHO is being released. Uh, I think that we, might see like that become a big thing um and then the way that this like benefits curve very particularly which we talked about in that last uh frax uh flywheel podcast on it is that each of these is themselves an amm so we're potentially going to see as more and more collateral types get onboarded uh to potentially back curve usd uh we might see the ability to trade seamlessly between curve usd and all these different collateral types through the um through this uh uh through this llama mechanic 
Um, so with the slama mechanic, uh, could there be long tail assets, you know, that could be used as the collateral? I suspect so. Although I think, you know, we'll have to see how things, um, how things function. But if you're planning on launching a Dave coin, presuming like the curved DAO authorizes it to become collateral, uh, you could go oh, ahead and I'd submit that. it for a vote. <laughs> <laughs> could, I, could I pair the Dave coin to a potential CRV USD frac space pool? 100%. Um, yes. Actually, yes. So it's a stable coin. Garrett, that's <laughs> something that you guys uh, talked about in the Flywheel pod yeah. that we did a couple of months back was that the CRV USD base, uh, frac space pool potentially could be feeless in, because the, 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 the positions that are taken in CRV USD are paying a, an interest rate, correct? Uh, and so that uh, interest rate could subsidize the fees uh, that you would normally pay for swaps on CRV USD. And frac space right and that that interest rate is in fact like variable um so by, by variable i mean it could be set uh, by the dow i believe i saw some talk about that fee being initially like uh set to no fee um mm. and then thus like all the money would be made from uh liquidations and deliquidations so there was a really good question in the uh in, from one of our uh watchers shaker 611 asked uh do you think the fees paid to vcrv are going to be swapped from three pool to CRV USD. So I've long said that uh, we should be phasing out three CRV. Uh, like three CRV was great when it launched, but I don't believe the, that you it mean the three is... pool. The, the three pool. Correct? Yeah, sorry. The th yeah. yeah, three pool. So the three pool LP token, three curve, which it's a great token. Like if you get three three curve, it's useful because it collects fees. So you're actually like making a very slight interest rate on top of it. Um, but then on top of it, you can like withdraw it to die or USDC or USDT. But all three of those coins have really lost a lot of their luster. Uh, so I have been saying that Tri Crypto would be a pretty useful one because it has some those same properties. Um, but a lot of people don't like that Tri Crypto has Tether within it. Um, I think there are other good candidates like we've talked about. Frax Base Pool could potentially be a candidate. Um, but I think the purest thing to do would just be to do uh, fees in raw, Ether, raw raw ether, because like Curve has always said that it's going to be kind of initially it was initially launched on Ethereum and it's going to always be uh, it's always going to be like Ethereum centric. So why not just convert everything to Ethereum and send fees that way? It's like the purest thing. If not that, Curve USD would probably be the next thing, and if not that, then it might just be some like new token that someone launches through the new tri crypto ng factory that takes off oh wow yeah you're right and there was another question for you drake uh coming from the uh the comments oh yeah asking yeah. if uh what, what do you think about crv usd in in relation to fraxlin so there was big news that we reported on yesterday that uh fraxlin is going to be enabling uh eth frax eth curve lp tokens and also potentially convex uh staked i'm not going to say the whole thing but uh, convex and curve LPs are coming to Fraxlin soon. Um, where where is that relationship going to be? Is it a what Pat Mac called a, a symbiotic relationship, or are you guys going to be uh, fighting for market share there? So I think there's kind of two questions I get a lot about this. It looks like Pat Mac was specifically talking about Fraxlend, and in that I don't really think uh, I think it's it's probably not too much of a worry. I think the the type of um, person slash product that Fraxland is is just a little bit different than the CRV USD. And I think they'll end up with kind of slightly different risk profiles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I don't really see it as, as that as taking market share away from Fraxland per se. 
the other question I think I think we get a lot is, are we worried about you know CRV USD in the long run for fracks? And I think you know Sam has talked about this a lot, but generally no. You know we're happy, we're, we're excited to sort of pair against it in curve, and uh, I think ultimately they'll fulfill two different pieces of of the DeFi pie. And quite frankly, I think you know we've always said this at Frax, but uh, we're much more interested in growing the pie than taking the larger slice of it. So. Uh, not really something I'm concerned about. I think um, there's a lot of uh, uh, synergy between the two and you know we'll keep growing together. And I think if you look at the way you know we've been working closely together, there's obviously uh, very much uh, uh, hand in hand as we build kind of moving forward. So the fact that SFRAXETH is the first uh, collateral type, the fact that uh, you know we're having the curve LPs in Fraxland, I think there's a lot of good uh, good blood between us. So you know not really on my radar at all. Yeah, Curve and Frax has always had this symbiotic relationship, of yeah. growing together, working together, integrating, just getting closer and closer. Um, which... And I would say, you know, we're in pretty con near constant communication. So I think, you know. I have, a, I have a question I just thought of. It's kind of like out there in left field, but I'll just ask it anyway. Um, there's been talk of Frax chain. What about like a, a, like a dual Frax curve roll up? Be... I mean, we'll see. Ooh. We'll see. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think Frax chains a little bit of ways away, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like in in the future, because I'm just like thinking, like you know, the minting redeeming happens with Frax BP, so it makes sense that something curve or curve approved would be on a uh, Frax chain or Frax rollup. 100. I think we love the stable swap mechanism and we love curve. So if there's ever a we Frax chain, I'm sure it will be <laughs> heavily. You know, curve will be there in full force uh so we'll have to ask uh c2tp uh what's coming for convex but garrett have you heard any rumors or anything about how uh the largest crv holder is going to be integrated into or potentially integrated into uh crv usd that's a good question i haven't heard anything other than kind of just like idle like uh telegram chat from like several months ago so i have no no knowledge about that yeah and it'll be interesting how some of the other protocols like Yearn and uh, and potentially StakeDAO are also integrated as well too. Like, what what could be built with CRV USD on top of uh, on top of Curve, right? With these other integrations. Uh, so this is this is just the beginning, and I think there's a there's a lot that's going to be coming that we'll be finding out over the next few weeks. Yeah, like what does this mean for Conic? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, we should uh, see if we can get the Conic team on. I don't know that they do it, but they have um, pretty ambitious, um, pretty ambitious plans around using Conic as a Omni pools um, with Curve USD. So I'll see if I can pull that up. Can you go into that a bit more? I need to pull it up because it's been too long since I reviewed the details. Um, but mm -hmm. it's yeah. One no tab here. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully we get a new base pool here in the next few weeks with uh, CRV USD Frax. Oh, it's D Dasu. Perfect timing. <laughs> we like summoned him. <laughs> we said, pop, on the, pop on the stream. We should. Uh... Very educated about uh, Conic Dasu. Yeah, uh, Conic guys, if you want to come on up and join the live stream, just yeah, get in yeah. touch with anybody and we'll we'll shoot you a link. Come on, come on. Uh, also, anybody else can uh, can reach out to any of us if you want to come on up and uh, you have some good information to share about CRV USD. We want to hear it. Uh, this is this is honestly a, a, a huge day, and it's a long time coming. Uh, I know that Garrett, you've been you know like 
fervently just tracking all the different wallets that are going to, <laughs> not even tracking the wallets, but like watching the, uh, watching the GitHub repository for any sort of updates on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, this is the beginning of a new era for Curve. Yeah, although I happened to be out when the thing actually launched. So shame <laughs> on me for uh, enjoying the first sunny day we've had here the in a long time. The one time. The one time you're out. The one I time you leave the room. For, yep. <laughs> so I was what was holding off the launch, right? Mitch was watching and just waiting for me to get, uh, <laughs> waiting for me to touch <laughs> you take I, so, one, Yeah, you take one foot outside and boom, deployed. So somebody says, so Stakefrax ETH is one of five collaterals that are supported uh, at the at the launch. Uh, no, one of five pools that have been deployed. Uh, I do pools have that tab handy. So they're pairing. You're talking about pairing the CRV USD against other stuff. Well, I'm just right. wondering. So, the, so yeah, go ahead, Garrett. Just some basic pools were created with that. So you can see that uh, initially, um, initially Mitch tossed up a Curve USD USDC pool. So this is liquidity, so you can move back and forth between Curve USD and USDC, and then went on to create four additional pools: uh, USDC, USDT, USDP, and TUSD. So it looks like Frax did not make the cut on that one. I'm afraid. Yeah, no base pools. No base no pools yet. Yet. But hey, Straxy. <laughs> yeah. CTM. Wait, does this mean that the new tripool is going to be uh, uh, like a CRV USD, like ETH WBTC or something? I guess you could finally. I guess uh, I don't know. It, they they just added that tri that new tripool in G, right? Or TriCrypto in G? Yeah. TriCrypto NG is live, and anyone could use it to permissionlessly ship their own pool. Uh, I don't think it's a fully 100% hooked up, although I'm not 100% sure about that because I saw that um, uh, it may have been used to launch for Binance to launch their Binance ETH pool recently. Regwin Soloing says, how many Curve USD could be minted when fully live? So the way that it essentially works is that the Curve USD has, when it launched, it uh, minted the cap of 20 million. And then when you, uh, which is the current cap that can be raised. And then as people are basically like uh, taking out loans, they receive a transfer of that to their personal wallet. So there's 20 million Curve USD in existence and 1 million of which has been moved from uh, from that to Michael. So is it possible, can anybody come and mint CRV USD right now? Yes. You could just follow the exact same steps. You'd need to have some SFRAX ETH. Uh, so if you look at Mitch's transaction log, you can see him going through. Um, I think he withdrew some money uh, from Ave first, then traded that uh, for some SFRAX ETH, and then went ahead and minted. Well, that's good to hear. I know that uh, the, it's uh, it's really awesome to see how StakeFrax ETH is taking a large uh, role in this. I know we at the the Frax community are all wanting to see its growth and uh, to be highlighted this in the, as the first collateral type for CRV USD is a, is a big day. Uh, so is this, this is Mitch's wallet? This is Mitch's wallet on D-Bank. This is the one that uh, went ahead and did the deed. So you can see did he's got deed. a lot of dry powder to play with. <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> an he's got that uh, <laughs> juicy... That juicy uh, two hundred twenty-six million uh, dollars worth of curve sitting on Ave V two, just like tons of assets here, and I and I wonder if also this one was, of the largest uh, uh, Fraxland borrowers too. Yeah, twenty-five million there. 
So uh, we actually, yeah, seriously. So if we take a look at his address, uh, we'll pop that into EtherScan. We could actually walk through the entirety of everything he's been up to. So you can, yeah, can see you all these the transactions. Uh, yeah. So here's what I was talking about. Um, and here's where he is uh, depositing and receiving, I believe, his SFRAX ETH. Uh, this is Ave Lending Pool borrowing. And right around right here, here's the uh, create loan. So it was right here where he actually uh, deposited 957.5 staked Frax ETH and received 1 million Curve USD in return for wow. the low, low price of $125. If you want to play with the, uh, if you want to play with the smart contract yourself, uh, you can see that it's simply calling uh, this one function to uh, create a loan. It, you add the amount of collateral you'd like. You say how much debt you'd like to create, and in five is the number of bands that you're spreading liquidity over. So he's spreading liquidity over a very, very narrow range. If the price of Ethereum nukes uh, very suddenly, then he would be much more quickly fully liquidated. If you set a much higher value of in, then that's a much wider range uh, over which you can get liquidated. Oh, so you, you choose the range in the, in the process, right? Right. Okay. So you deposit your collateral and then you set the, the lower, is it just a lower bound that you're setting? So the I think the bands have a configured size, right? Yes, yes. So as you um, based on the amount of collateral that you're adding and the amount of debt you're, uh, the size of the debt position you're taking out, um, that will basically define like the where you fall within those bands. Let me see. If okay, I still have that white paper open. I think there's a bit of a visual illustration in there. Yeah, I've seen the pictures of the bands, um, or it's, it, it looks like a little graph, it's like a little distribution curve that you have. Um, right. Let me see the UI, actually. They're, they use UI screenshots. I could pull those up, and that will maybe help to illustrate. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. So uh, now that the contract is live, uh, do you think that we'll see the UI implemented within the next uh, 24 to 48 hours? Or is this like an ongoing test and prod situation? Uh, soon. Soon. Soon TM. Soon TM. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a previous draft of the UI. So you can see the liquidation bands. Uh, so these are all just your collateral at a certain price. In this case, this is a user um, that put in a bunch of collateral very near the liquidation price of at that time ethereum being about three thousand dollars as the price dipped um it partially collateral uh partially converted it to curve usd and the orange bars there are still as wrapped ether and you can see in this lower one here this is the like entire um the entire lla mma like that's the entire group of everyone's liquidity all pulled together um, in this case, because it's just a test, it's just one person. But if there is like, uh, this would be encompassing, like if there was like a few hundred or a few thousand positions, it would be a smooth range over all of that. So, so just to walk through this again, you start it at zero and then you work your way to the left. Is, is that how I'm reading this? Right. So yeah, zero would be the high end of that. So that's uh, three th band zero would be a tick size of like, let's say 2,900 to $3,000. Mm-hmm. So that's your like starting point, right? 
it's your starting right. point, if right? Right. If the text Ethereum anywhere in that price, then uh, you know, of course, you would be subject to liquidation. Now, if you don't want to take out a loan and be so close to liquidation price, of course, you just take out a much smaller loan. Okay, and then like as you tick higher, I'm guessing as you tick to the left here, and the numbers go higher and higher, that's get you getting closer to liquidation. All right, the price is going down. Uh, you're getting closer and closer to being fully liquidated. This user is about half liquidated, so their initial um, mm -hmm. their initial balance that they put in, uh, you know, something about like maybe ten thousand dollars or so, uh, mm -hmm. that's now been half converted to Curve USD, and the other half of that is in their original collateral wrapped okay. Ethereum. Oh, and that's why it stair steps up, right? So, like, as you tick down into like the lower ranges, it starts adding more CRV USD until you get to the liquidation point, and then it flips completely into um, into WETH. Is that how I'm reading it? Or is it stay in CRV uh, USD? It would be flipping completely to Curve USD. And it very well might be the case that if you got completely liquidated, your loan health would just be uh, so bad that someone could force liquidation on you. Okay. Interesting. That's 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 pretty cool. Is there a reason why the bars are not completely equally flat and it's kind of like unimodal? Uh, so the, when the, the when the liquidity is added, it's added uh, smoothly over all bands, and then as the uh, as the um, uh, because it's converting at the current price, that's where as it gets as it's liquidating, mm. it's not liquidating at the um, it's liquidating see, like at that current price, right? And so who's who's doing so as it's stepping as your price is coming down and it's stepping more into the CRV USD. Uh, it's making either a fee or a fee-less transaction to go from one asset to the other. So say you have ETH and you're converting into Curve USD. Is it actually making a swap or is it like a virtual swap? Or is it actually going on the, into the, into the like Curve ETH pool or whatever the routing is and, and making this, that swap and paying like the point? Mm-hmm. This is the internal magic that's happening in that Llama LLA MMA contract. So I'll get that one back up because that one's that one's a doozy. Here we go. So fortunately, the UI for this contract's been cleaned up quite a bit. You can see that at the top there's this very helpful glossary of all the bands uh, variables and terms that you need to understand. Um, but you can see we're talking about the uh, various ticks or bands, the price ranges at which the liquidity is deposited. Um, X and refers to the coin being borrowed, aka the stable coin. Y refers to the collateral coin. So in this case, this is uh, staked frax ether. Uh, then as you uh, min band and max band, of course, active band represents the current price as you're moving. Uh, user shares and bands is the uh, internal array that's actually tracking the user's position. Uh, then it's consulting the Oracle price here and looking at the change in the Oracle price in particular uh, up and down. So I can make a grid around that. And this here is the math behind the bonding curve. Um, then from that, we get into 1,700 lines of code uh, that make it all happen. <laughs> <laughs> so how much time do we have? <laughs> Well, uh, do you have any highlights that you want to share with us on stream? Uh, no, no, I don't really feel like um, like we can get through all the complexities of this because the math does get pretty up there. Uh, mm -hmm. So, for example, like limit P 
function here is uh, limits the Oracle price to avoid losses at abrupt changes and calculates the dynamic fee. Um, but if you look at all the stuff that's going on under the hood, uh, including some of these like math notes, it can get uh, it can get pretty intense. Hmm. Well, boys, I, I got to hop, but I just want to wish everybody on stream a happy CRV USD day and, you know, Thank bright future lot, upon us. Very pumped for everything. Thanks a lot, man. Nice to talk to you and see you on the stream. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a pleasure. A good place to wrap up. Thank you, everybody, for coming on. Drake, Defy Advisor, Garrett, yeah, man. and Kit, and, uh, and also Dave as well, too. Sam, we're sorry that uh, you had some technical Day difficulties. Two, the, we'll have it soon. The Fraxeth chain link. Oh, we're working with them. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. That, there we go. There's some stuff we didn't know before. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for coming on. Uh, this has been a great stream. I learned a ton. Uh, Garrett, thank you so much for uh, presenting everything and walking us through the CRV USD contracts. Uh, and everybody else, thank you for tuning in. This has been a, a great stream. Uh, come back tomorrow. We'll be here for our standard stream around 10 a.m. Eastern. It happens every single day. Also, Subscribe to uh, Leviathan News on Twitter and also the Telegram channel as well, too. And uh, we also got the Flywheel team here, which is myself and Kit and uh, Dave, who had to jump. You can also find us at Flywheel DeFi. Uh, and uh, we see everybody's Twitter name, except for Drake. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Drake Evans V1. Is a, a longtime lurker and yeah. uh, post some comments sometime. Yeah. So he's too busy working. <laughs> too busy working. Honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, thank you everybody for Pleasure tuning in, always, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. Goodbye, folks. Thanks a lot. Bye. See you guys.